I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. What are the pros and cons of not being in a conference? Rivals? has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. Uh, The topic comes up often about the value of a team being in a conference. We're talking about college football. Yeah. But what are some of the impacts that it actually has on players specifically? So why don't we start out with... What is why is it good for a player? What kind of impact does it have on a player not playing in a conference? You know what? I, I think there's a I got I only see downsides to it really. I I try to analyze it. Come on, negative Nancy. Let's I pick know. it up here. Find the silver lining. I'm Let's trying go. to find silver lining. I gotta do a pro pros on it. Uh yes, you do. And not be in a conference. To, here, I'll start it. You start it. Let me start it off. I have a hard time finding it. Let me a help you pro. out here. Good. Then you can do the next segment when we do all the cons. Help me out. Drop some fake news on okay. me. Okay. This isn't fake news. <laughs> uh recent recently I was at the Pac twelve media day. And I specifically asked schools, so players from Stanford and USC, how do you feel about the the toughness of your schedule? And actually, I asked the Colorado coach the same thing. I said, "What? What um, is is it kind of hard playing a Pac-12 schedule? And on top of it, one of your non-conference games is Notre Dame, right? That's a hard game. That's a hard game. USC plays them later in the year." Stanford typically plays them earlier in the year. Emphatically, the players said, I love I love playing this non-conference game against a huge power like Notre Dame. Yeah. So for me, I think one of the exciting parts for a player is that you get to play teams in in a lot of different conferences. You you truly play a national schedule. If you look at mo- if you look at most of the players like or, or most of the teams that are in a conference their non-conference games are kind of duds. All right, Utah plays Idaho State, right, Northern cause Illinois. Cuz their conference is so tough, they right. don't want to risk that other game. But if you're a team, like if you're a fan of BYU this year, you got to be excited. You got to be excited. You got Utah coming to to town, you have USC coming to down, you're playing at Tennessee, which is one of the great venues in all of college Great experiences. football. You're playing Washington early on in the schedule. And then some of the other teams that you're playing that aren't necessarily the 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 power teams, you're going to play Utah State. You're going to play Boise State that you always play. You're playing San Diego State this year. 
there, there's a really good mix of teams from different conferences, different parts of the country. So, so I would, I would look at that. I understand it's hard, but these players go, I want to play the best. I want to be, Colorado said, we are going to play power five teams in all of our non-conference games. We are literally taking on a tough schedule because we want to be a really tough football team. And players are embracing the idea of that, which I thought was refreshing to me when you get Alabamas who come into the deal and they go, uh, we're going to play Northwest Eastern Directional University. Yeah, not the second team beat them by 70 points. Right, and the, and it's and it's by halftime. Right. And and so I was shocked. I was a little bit surprised by that, but I yeah, also— but that, that was a little skewed on the sense that they get to play— they have an awesome schedule anyways— they're playing for conference. They're playing for championship in the conference, and then they get a couple of really cool non-conference games. You know, I'm, when you're talking about the Pac-12 players on the interview, yeah. So that's yeah, I agree. If I sat in their shoes, I'd be like, yeah, I'm that's not, what but, I want. Right. What what I'm saying is that the players like in it in it in that are independent, like BYU. That's an awesome sketch. The, the BYU players are excited to play. Utah. They're yeah. excited hey, to play it. USC oh, and right. Washington, and and they're excited to go to Tennessee. You should be. You should be. And so all I'm saying is I think that's a pro. That's a pro. That's one of the benefits of actually playing an independent schedule. I think sometimes you get a slew of games against great competition. And if you're not willing to own up to it and you don't yeah. want to play them, fine, then, then you, you're kind of a pansy. And and you're not really someone who wants to compete. That would probably be the the best silver lining in in the pro and the independent as a player. I mean, the excitement of playing Tennessee, USC, Washington. I mean, you have a lot of fun, and you get about we have five, six Power Five teams on the schedule this year. I mean, that's and those are all exciting places to play. I, I mean, think I think BYU has a great a great schedule this oh, year. I think it's schedule. one of the better schedules they've had in oh, Independence. Yeah, that's yeah, one actually. of the best. Yeah, it's absolutely one of the best schedules they've had in Independence. I mean, and then you come out of the Power Five teams, you play a Utah State and Boise State, and you know you have some really tough G five games in there. You know, before you get to the you know a couple of duds at the end, but. Those are those are all good games. I mean, but you go right, back well, let, to '85, me... and we had three Power Five teams to open the season. Boston College coming out of the Cotton Bowl win with Doug Flutie. We have them in the kickoff classic, and we come right back to ESPN and U, um, UCLA at home, and then we come back and have Washington coming off the Orange Bowl. You know, and so we're on CBS Saturday afternoon, the, the game. I mean, we had, and then we went into conference play. So. You know, you could. I think you can have the conference and still have a couple of awesome Power Five games, like Notre Dame and these big ones, just like your Pac-12 players said. So, are you poo-pooing the idea that you can have you can schedule some really good games as an independent team? Yeah, no, you can take, schedule take them. Take Notre Dame. You can schedule them, but I guess in the next segment we'll talk about what it accomplishes for you. I think that's cool that you have six big time games to well, get into. Do you want another I mean, you want another positive? Yeah. Because um, I really struggle with independence. I mean I think I truly think, yeah, would I love to play Tennessee 
Absolutely. I got I love getting get up for Ohio the State right and now. all those. Don't do it. You know, I love that. Just don't get into it. I'm trying it, to be positive, man. You, I'm you like, cannot be positive. On the silver lining. You gave a good you gave a good I, one. I am so disappointed. That is the best am, part of it. I'm so that is the best part of it. I cannot believe that you, you can't I'm even, saying yes, that was the best part of it. You can't come up with anything that's positive. I you got to really work at it. Can I mean, I, that's, that, that's the best part of it. The, the, the cool games and that part of the for schedule. For a guy is, as is successful really cool. as you were as a football player, I'm trying to figure out how you. How did you ever get anywhere with this kind of attitude? <laughs> how did you ever get anywhere? <laughs> You're killing me. We can't think of anything positive. Well, to I'm say. trying. I'm working at it really hard. It's I, not that hard. I'll okay, help what, you. Would okay, you give like me another me to, one. Why, well, why do I have to give them to you? That's the one good thing. That's one thing to brag about is the schedule. And they want to play the big schools, and that, and that's cool. I, okay. I mean, that is a thrill. All right. So here, it's, here. it's kind of like that that thrill, like when you go out and you you spend. $100,000 on your credit card, and you get a really cool car, and then you get home, and you're like, oh, I just spent hundred grand that I shouldn't you're, have spent. You're being negative. It was really cool. You're being it negative. It was really cool, and there's a nope. great moment, I'm, I'm not gonna and let then you all of a sudden, that moment's no. gone. Here's another one. What? You, you literally have the claim that we don't play in a conference. We play in every conference, and, and we truly play a national schedule. I'm not saying I'm... I'm saying this is my perspective on that is the best what, part of the sales what pitch. Is, what is the positive side of this? Yeah. And I think you could make a claim to say we should be in the conversation if we can own this and we can win these games. We should be in the conversation for being a New Year Six team for being one of considered one of the better teams in the country. And 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 so I think that but they go. What do you think? What, what do you I think, think the record has to be in this year's schedule to be considered for the Fiesta Bowl? You have to be. You can have one loss. One loss. Yeah. And I and I I'm, I'm maybe I'm not, two. I don't think yeah. two. Boise State made it to the Fiesta Bowl with two losses the one year, but the way it played out in the conference championship. If, let's just put it: if you win the but front end of your schedule, loss. if you win the front end of your schedule with all those tough teams. Then maybe you could have two losses because you, you're going to be significantly in the conversation if you have that. That's all I'm saying. So I think yeah. I think those are some positive things, and I'm not even going to try to attempt anymore to get anything positive out of you. I'm agreeing so, with you on those. You oh did my. a good job of pulling that out. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, so what we're going to do? We're going to go to a break, and then we're there gonna, wasn't like a list. You're going to admit here there wasn't like a list of ten, twenty things that you could pull out. Well, there's yeah, there's a lot more. But, no, there you know, isn't. Yeah, of course there is. Well, I'm trying, and I'm open. No, I'm like, I, really, I agree. That's the positive Jason, part of it. That's the positive part I, of it. Normally, you're a pretty open and honest guy. You're I'm, not being I'm honest a very with positive me right now. person. You really aren't. You're not, <laughs> I'm you're, not being, you're not being open right now. I struggled with that. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to turn the second segment over to Negative Nancy over here, Jason Buck. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, welcome back to Rivals. Scott Mitchell and Negative Nancy over there. 
I'm Peter Positive. Negative Nancy over there. I agree with you that, hey, go out and you, pump that up, Tom it, Homo. It is so disingenuous, I mean, that's just, the agreement. is like I feel I feel nothing. I feel no spirit. I feel no nothing in you. Oh, I agree with you. No, like, well, come on. That's no, cool. You it don't, is cool. You I mean, actually I don't believe. You don't believe a word that I said about it. That, I, I agree. To, to, no, no. No, I do. No, I you just, don't. The, the, it's, it's okay. It's just the just, full... You know, knowledge of the whole situation kind of counters it. But yeah, I would go out and say, hey, this is fun. This is cool. We play a national schedule. We're playing every conference. This is awesome. Sorry, we just got 40,000 people in the stands towards the end of the season. But, you know, for Idaho State and UMass and, you know, the, the dogs. But this year is the best, probably, the, I'd say the best schedule they've had in Independence. It is a really good, solid so I'm, deal for the, the year. The problem but, is, is you're hung up on BYU. And and the only I, and school that's pulled off Independence is Notre Dame. Okay, and why why have they pulled it off? Why don't you look at what they actually do? Why not emulate? You what think BYU can do that? I I think I I've never been convinced that BYU has owned being independent. I haven't. I think they were like they what they look at is they go, we've got a better television revenue deal with ESPN than if we were in a sub conference like a Mountain West conference or an AAC conference. So we're going to take we're going to just we're going to ride this out. We're going but we're financially we're in a better situation and I think from a perception and from a product and from their notoriety I it backfired on. Them. It really did. It it they thought we're going to be on ESPN, we're going to get a lot of exposure, we're going to get the kind of Notre Dame type of exposure, we're going to get uh, with our BYU TV and and the and the games we have will be relevant. And the problem is, is they they bit off a bigger, tougher schedule than maybe they were prepared for as far as how they were recruiting players. They made I, it I'm more just, irrelevant. I'm just saying that there have been schools. Uh, they did it at Boise State. They did it at Stanford. They do it at Stanford. They do it at some of these schools, these military schools. There, you have to be excellent at recruiting. You yeah. have to really sell yeah. people on, and I believe I believe you can find the right kind of people that will buy into that kind of kind of a program. Well, I agree a hundred percent that on that. I just think that it, it hurts them to be independent. I agree a hundred percent that they can be that military academy, that Stanford, the Cinderella Boise that kind of took over our team from the eighties. Embrace 80s your uniqueness, embrace and embrace celebrate, it, and all, all of those things. Yeah, which is yeah. another positive. Of it's being a, independent, I think you can truly set yourself apart. You're going to be there. You own a it. Unu- unique program, and, and they can be better, and they can be up there eight and four, nine and three. Look, maybe have a real special year of ten and two, ten and three. Doubt they ever get to a Fiesta Bowl. Let's let's. But, uh, they can definitely recruit better, and it looks yeah. like there's some signs that they are, and they can own it and be as good as any of those other programs you mentioned. Okay, let's let's get to it because I know people are dying to hear this. What is your downside, the cons, to being independent? Okay. Spew. Spew? Spew. Spew? Yes. You know, let's let's just take this for example. You have, let's say you have six power five schools. You go play Wisconsin. Yeah, you had a really nice win um, last year. The Wisconsin media talks about you for that week, and then they never talk to you about you again the rest of the season. It's over. It's done. You get hey, yeah, why would come into Mis- town one Why week. would Wisconsin want to talk to you after getting beat? Right. 
Well, what? What? No one's going to want to talk to you. You're not a part of their conference. How, how, how is that that's, negative? That's the biggest reason. No, because you're not. It's part of the. Every one of those schools in the independent schedule will talk about BYU the week of the game. Never talk about them again the rest of the season. Well, They're no out one, of their conversation. No one does that. The conference absolutely does. You're in the if you're in the Mountain West or the AAC or the MAC or whatever. Okay, you're in the you're Utah State in the Mountain West, and you play Air Force. You don't you don't when you're playing Boise State still talk about dude, boy that game at Air Force that was a tough one. Dude, back they in, absolutely talk oh, about the conference race, the Alex Curies and Scott Mitchells and the David James and you, all of these guys. The entire city of sports writers and sports media minds talk about the conference 24-7, seven days a week, all football season long. And each one of those conversations, yeah, the big conversation and the buzz is the game of the week, but it's also the report on the status of the conference, the other big games, what's going on. You're more relevant. You go out and you go for the big awards. You're up for the Outland. You're up for the Heisman, the Davey O'Brien. You've got 12 other coaches battling BYU for you. Has, BYU has other media a markets. whole list of guys on those watch lists. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, almost every one. I was excited for them. Yeah, so, so you think it's better for the them to be in a conference or independent when they're on the watch list? Uh, I don't know that it matters. Bull! <laughs> I really you don't. Are so, you are so being Carl Counter tonight, today. <laughs> you're just like, you, you agree with me 100%, and you're just going counterpoint. Because, dude, if you have... 12 other head coaches in the conference battling for you, because they do. Oh, they battle on, for their, their conference and their guys, and you have the other media in those cities behind those players so that are on what, the watch what list. You're, what you're saying is if you're in a conference, there's going to be more media you're, buzz consistently throughout the year. Yep, you have so 10, you have 12 those, cities battling you, you for you a, throughout the year. you got a lot more coverage than you do on your ESPN you games. You have a signature, a signature win – that fades away after a week. Yep. And it and it, it, it but see I I disagree with this from the standpoint of if you beat Wisconsin and then you go and beat Washington and then you beat whoever's next and next and next and all of a sudden you're this independent team that's undefeated then you're going to really start getting the conversation and then you're going to start and the conversation is going to be about your team, the potential of a of a New Year's Day bowl. There's also going to be the discussion of well, where is this coming from? Who are the good players? And now you're going to start getting some buzz on. Man, you got to watch. You got to watch this kid, Zach Wilson. He he single handedly beat yeah. X. I mean, that's how Ty Detmer won the Heisman right. Trophy. They beat the number one ranked team at the beginning of the season. Miami. So you're writing a novel right now with with all perfect fantasy points that t- come play. So if we draw a dream, well, no, I'm just saying, that, and we go undefeated, which I would love to see too. And dude, I love, I would love, so you're to neg- see our team go undefeated this year. I would love it. Your negative is, and I, and I love Zach Wilson. I think he's going to the NFL. Yeah. Long they play him, right? Your negative is just the the lack of media attention. The lack of media attention in the in the synergy of a conference that takes you out of the conversation. Let's just say we go undefeated and UCF goes undefeated. Let's just say that happens this year. We go into the last stretch of the season and we're playing Idaho State and UMass. Well, you put you put and, UCF and you put BYU in a bowl No, no, no. Wait, wait, well, you're, you're drawing another fantasy. Let's keep them side by side. UCF is... Let's, Sports Center's talking. UCF is playing for the conference championship down the stretch, and they're undefeated. UCF's and we're not bad. playing for a championship going down the stretch at the end of the season. Can you see the arguments that are taking place for the Fiesta Bowl right now? If it's a choice between UCF and BYU, well, UCF is 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 a bad example. 
Why? They're a G5 school. Because, they came up out because, of nowhere. They weren't even a school. Because they've had three years. A few years ago. Because it would be three years of, of success, and now they're on a different level. No, they're not. They're G5. That's where BYU should be. They should no, have been in G5 it's, it's and be team, on a different it's, level. It's a team that kind of doesn't have – they've already established some, some national presence. You got to pick a different team. I don't. Are you, not, oh, you are so full of it on this one, Boise State. Western Michigan went to the Fiesta Bowl from the MAC a few years, there, three there's years a, ago. There's a good example. A team like that, where you go, okay, if they're undefeated, because oh, UCF be, can't be in the conversation because that's where BYU should be right now, but we're not because we've been independent for the last nine years. I'm, so we didn't rise up the ranks like UCF did. I get a sense that there's a lot of anger here with you, Well, Jason. there is because it just, when we get down that stretch, even with a great season, we're going to be up against a Western Michigan, UCF, Boise State from another conference winning the championship down the line. BYU, and they're, they're going to dog our, the end of our schedule no, BYU's and undefeated. not for the championship. BYU's it's going to be a knock on us. BYU's undefeated. Even under the great situation. No, BYU's undefeated. They'll, they'll be in the discussion. I, really be, I didn't say they were in the discussion. I yes, said, you did. You said I said they're in the teams. discussion, but the UCF and the what you're saying is, conference are going to have an advantage. That's over what us. you're saying, right? Okay, I'm so, saying they're in the conversation and undefeated. They could make it. They could undefeated team would definitely make it. I don't if care UCF where you is are. undefeated and we're undefeated. Who they're going to play go? each other. <laughs> well, they could put them in a fiesta bowl against each other, like I, they did I, Boise State and uh, TCU. Remember I that? Know. Yeah. Just to take care of the big boys. All right, we got to go. Yeah, you, this, dude, this you are so over. Carl Counter today. <laughs> there is no way you you believe you you believe the same thing I do. Look, fans, I, really I love BYU. I want him to go undefeated. Folks, I would really be doesn't pumped. like BYU. Oh, get out of here! I would love my alma mater. I want him to go undefeated. My Almer, alma mater. <laughs> if they if they go undefeated, I am pumped as anybody. All right. Do I see? I don't think independence is good. Never will. They're better off going undefeated in a conference. Rivals has arrived. Now it's time to go. We're powered by KSL Sports. You can find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, on Twitter at the Rivals Show. Until then, I'll get Jason straightened out. Right. <laughs>